Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast from Merry Old England. I'm Rick Palmer, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Gemma Turland. Hello. Will Turland. All right. And Rick Everson. Hello. And for the last few episodes, listeners, you probably know that we've been reviewing Star Trek Picard, and we've been doing that remotely over the internet. And that's what we're going to be doing now. We're doing we're, we're reviewing episode eight of Picard, which um, is it called Broken Pieces? Uh, yes, I think it is. Phew! Oh, I, I thought I got that wrong, but no, I didn't. Yes, yeah, so we've all watched it, and uh, as is our want, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I've um, I've watched it. I don't I don't wish to brag, but I've watched it two times. Well, I watched I it. Do. <coughs> yeah, I what do. Did that? What did that? I watched it twice as well, but yeah. uh, ah. uh, I, I only watched it once, but I watched it so hard <laughs> that it was almost like I watched it three times in one go. <laughs> right? Yeah. I just watched it late. In fact, I've made all these guys stay up late. They're all going to be in bed by now, but because I, I watched it so late, we haven't recorded till now. It's pretty much three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. You pretty much roused us from our slumber. You did to do this podcast. Yeah, foolishly, but... I, I ran around to your house, banged on your door really hard to wake you up, then drove back so I could connect on the internet, which took another two hours. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, it, yeah. we would have been at one, at one a.m. if if I just stuck around and recorded there with you. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you've got your own myself. little ways, <laughs> own yes. little ways, Rick. Yeah. And that's why we love you. But we we will wait for Rick Everson, unlike Picard, uh, who will not wait for Elnor, will he? No, no. He, you couldn't wait to leave Elnor. him on that board cube. Yeah, I waited until you were a man, and then I just abandoned I br- you. Yeah, again. I briefly reunited yeah. with you. Got <laughs> like, you up. Oh no, Elnor, I won't do it again. Then no, he's like, oh, no. Well, I've met this. I've met this this lady android. So we're going to hop off through this portal. So, uh, oh, 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 God, you're back. Yep. Picard. You do oh, that. You, yeah. you do oh, that, Elmer. Oh, bye, bye then. He's <laughs> gone. Didn't even look back, did he? No. It, he's not mentioned him since, has he? Who? Not who? He doesn't even know <laughs> nobody, who he was. <laughs> nobody has mentioned him since. There was one uh, was it episode before this one that someone did say, what about Elnor? Yeah, you're like, nah. you're like who? <laughs> Rios was more was more cut up about leaving him behind. He was. That didn't yeah. last long though. Poor old Elmo. Well, Rios yeah. had other distractions. He has. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Um, this episode's kind of been. I really enjoyed the peek into Rios' tormented past. Mm. This week. I did. I, I felt like he was a character that we hadn't explored much mm. in the show, and that was. I think we maybe talked about that in the past. How we wanted to know more about his character, and mm. now we do. Yes. Yeah. But guys, yeah. before before all that, this episode starts oh. with another another uh, flashback to it around does. fourteen oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. And a pretty oh, big. <clears throat> Yeah, me too. And a pretty, uh, a pretty big reveal of of the plot for this series. 
Because mm-hmm. for, for all through the series, there's been this mystery of why why the Romulans are so fearful of of synthetics, and and, and we get a bit of an answer, um, mm. a real sort of a, a real. It felt like a real sort of Star Trek idea, and not just a Star Trek idea, a real sort of space opera type sci-fi yeah. idea yeah, of right. there's this there's this constructed star system, and there's a planet in there. Which is which is sort of a a, a a a warning. It's a it's a recorded warning of what happened to the civilization that that built that system, mm-hmm. um, and they they created synthetics and it went horribly wrong. And it's a pretty it's a pretty it's a it's a it's a great opening, and mm-hmm. uh, and pretty brutal. Like I I, th- I felt like it was a pretty violent interesting opening to the mm. to the episode yeah yeah because we see some familiar faces don't we we see sexy naughty romulan lady yeah mm. as, see... a, as a as a, a, a an innocent um callow young woman yeah, yeah. Well. less yeah. less less naughty more indeed <laughs> more young and <laughs> open to the wonders of the universe young and I think, hopeful i think yeah. she's still a bit naughty <laughs> <laughs> So, she was naughty enough to survive. Yeah. Yes, she was. Yeah. So there's there's kind of a weird construct here, and this group of Romulans all have a, they seem to have a ritual where they all have to grasp it, mm. and they see they see the past, they see what happened with since in this old civilization. It's like a kind of a playground roundabout in a pond. Mm. It is. <laughs> Except it's <laughs> <a playground. laughs> and Art and Mason go flipping nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like they bash their own heads in with rocks. Yeah. Once, once again, that everyone's taking this on faith, aren't they? That this is a real, this is real, mm. and this very basis, uh, the whole everyone just assumes that this is a true thing that happened. Mm. We have to stop them. We will. How? Where do we begin? Yeah, um, yeah, and no. it is a warning. It could and be it like an old warning. movie that the... like <laughs> they grab them to like. We the really old... love this movie. We should share it with the universe. Yeah, like the Netflix of this ancient yeah. civilization. Well, it's, it's from a completely alien mind. That's a really good so point. Who knows what they actually meant by it? Yeah, I mean, like 200,000 years ago, an alien could have been going, uh, uh, "Glabax, do you do you think that Diffin?" Many centuries time, an alien race finds this amusement park. They will, they will enjoy it as much as we do. Or, or do you think that, are you at all worried that it might terrify them and think that they have to kill all robots? <laughs> I, 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 just don't I just don't know. Don't be silly, Groblog. <laughs> I imagine it's that, that past civilization's version of the only way is Essex. <laughs> no, the horror of civilizations yeah. falling. Because um, uh, ultimately, one Romulan is left standing, um, yes. holding on to this item, and it happens to be sexy, naughty Romulan lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminded me of when I was in school. And <laughs> there was, right, uh, and you picked up that rock and smashed <laughs> <laughs> in. No, did you hate? Algebra. <laughs> two two classmates of mine called um, Tim and Eddie would challenge each other to basically clutch a radiator pipe 
oh, and see wow. who could do it for the longest. <laughs> and you know, obviously the aim was who could stand the burning pain oh, of on radio. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. But oh, it just reminds boys. me of them. Boys, boys. But they boys. didn't go mad and and smash their own heads in with rocks, no, did they? No. Um, no, I'm aware. I haven't seen yeah. them for a while. Second degree burns. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I liked I thought this was a cool opening and mm. I liked the backstory here. And I um you've kind of ruined it, Gemma, by pointing out how everyone's just assumed what <laughs> what they see is a sort of piece of history and they've taken that warning. But I'm then, assuming that it pro- in this storyline it probably is. They're not gonna yeah. get too into um hang on that this is from an alien mind, therefore we can't trust that we perceive it in the correct in the way that it was meant to be yeah. perceived. I don't think that's going to be... But I suppose the story is that that's how they interpreted it, mm. and that's where we are now. That's why how the Jacques Vash... Mm. Jacques Vash... Jack Flash, Jack, Jack Flash yeah. came about, and actually, like, yeah, maybe yeah. it doesn't matter so much whether that was real or not. It's that yeah. they interpreted it that way, and that's that's where we are now. Yeah. Well, ultimately, it's the um, basis of a religion, isn't it? They take. Yeah. Isn't it, if oh, they yeah. interpret that, and it's a, it's a holy crusade to them. Yes. Oh, entirely. Mm. And I think I think that scene did um, did lend some sympathy to their crusade. Mm. I think you did come out of it feeling ever so slightly more sympathetic to them. And oh, the yeah, electric, I agree. I mean, doing the right thing. Hmm. I mean, not in not completely sympathetic you're not yeah. on their side but you but... you understand what their motivation is yeah mm. but yeah. she was not the only recognizable face either of course was mm. she her there crazy was auntie. auntie was there and, yes. and um, Amador O as well well yes yes she was leading the was, she was i didn't recognize her without her sunglasses yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, so the crazy auntie. So that's now answered the question of why the Borg cube died, basically, when they were assimilated. Mm. Yeah. 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 It broke. It broke the mind. It broke the mind. The collective mind of the mm. of the cube, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of, for a second, I thought really, and I thought, well, hang on, actually, he returning to the Borg after his little stint on the Enterprise, that broke his ship's collective mind. Mm, so yeah. it's kind of a similar thing. You assimilate madness, you know, and if they're not prepared for it, yeah, absolutely. Mm. You can bust that ship up. Mm. Yeah, that's the sort of uh, the, the weakness of a collective. But surely maybe. They, 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 would have, they would have assimilated creatures with varying degrees of mental illness. <laughs> Potentially, yeah, but um, is it that the source of the madness stems from these very vivid visions of the yeah. folly of synthetic life, which would cause the Borg to have a serious like, oh, hang on, we're half synthetic. Oh, the Sh- feedback loop. Ah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that was the bit that confused the Borg. Maybe the mm. Borg Queen was distracted doing something else that day. She couldn't regulate the the the, uh, the nightmare spreading through the cube and end up just having to cut it off. And we don't know what the that laser roundabout did to people physically when no, they touched it. True. Maybe it wasn't it wasn't just that it showed them a vision. Maybe it sort of altered their their brains and kind of put something in there um, that that when the Borg cube assimilated them that that had an effect on the cube. So mm-hmm. maybe it was you know it was more powerful than a 
than than regular old nuttiness. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What one other yeah. issue? One other issue. Oh, old, old picky picky Gemma has um, is that how how powerful were these aliens? Was it two hundred thousand years ago or mm. millennia yeah, ago? They're, how they're powerful about. were they that when they were destroyed by synthetic life, they could still harness eight suns and pull them together, and then. Place a planet Just... in the centre of them, to to and then put the warning on. Well, I mean, going back to my earlier conversation that those aliens had, maybe they were like, "Do you do you think we should have put as much effort into managing <laughs> the synthetics as we have into this eight sun memorial thing?" <laughs> Uh, Glabax. <laughs> Perhaps if we had allocated our budget more sensibly. <laughs> I'm just getting the sense that this is ironic, really. Like <laughs> so our real... civilization has collapsed, but we're doing we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. But message... don't these eight suns look lovely? <laughs> the real message is: don't faff about moving suns. Keep an eye on your synths. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, not to. I mean, perhaps, not that it's easier, but perhaps they kind of converted gas giants into suns rather than having to get suns. Because I've, I've heard, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that, people. That would have been a, a workaround. I've heard people Sorry, talk about yeah. how, I've heard people like uh, talking about how how gas giants are sort of like the the next. They're they're not like failed suns, but they're the thing that can become a sun, basically. They haven't quite got there. So if you were smart enough to do that, then maybe that's what I like, did. Rather than getting suns that pre-existed. I like the failed suns idea. Like they didn't quite pass their sun exam. <laughs> <laughs> new, new this autumn on the CW. Failed suns. <laughs> oh, I'm only 75% a sun. Don't. Don't tell yourself that you you are you're a, you're a gas giant, and a fine gas giant. Oh, I'll never be a son. Never be a son to you. Ah, oh, the show writes itself. Featuring yeah, featuring the voice of Woody Allen. Jeez. <laughs> no, Woody Allen doesn't can't do anything. No, no he can't. That show would not succeed. <laughs> anyway, we're about you know we're about quarter of an hour into the podcast, and we've literally discussed like the first thirty seconds of the episode. <laughs> oh, this might be our longest podcast ever. Yeah, we've um, got in depth on that one. Really have, and then yeah, we're not even past the pre-credit sequence, nope. are we? Because then we get right back to the cube. Um, oh yes, and it yeah. Does 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 Seven of Nine show up pre credits? Uh, I I now can't remember. Yes, she does doubting. because she does the what's going on? Who where is everybody? And then it's the credits. Yeah, and Elnor gives her a big old cuddle. He does. <laughs> I oh, love he's that. So nice he's so tall. He is tall. Yeah. yeah. Or he's standing on a box in that scene. Mm, I think he's just tall. Ah, he's tall. I don't know. We have um, seen the Borg cube sort of reconfigure its walls and things maybe a box just sort of unfurled out of the floor at that point (laughs) yeah 
But it was um it, it wasn't a big surprise to see Seven back. No. no. But it was a welcome Oh absolutely. I, I was I was we glad that she Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't wait till the end of the episode. Mm. For her. I'm glad Elna wasn't like hiding in a cupboard for, for fifty five minutes and then mm. she shows up in the last two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was good. It was a really exciting opening, I thought. Yes, yeah, very Thank much. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we, I, I did feel, in the, I, I really enjoyed this episode, but I did feel that I I wanted more on the Borg Cube for mm. once. Like, every scene on the Borg Cube was really exciting mm. and, like, and crazy stuff was going on. And I was like, "Oh my god, this show is this show is kicking off so hard." Let's <laughs> oh, right, we're back with Doctor Girati. Mm. She's uh, uh, you've changed, uh, man. That's not how you used to be. I know, oh, I know. I see. <laughs> now you don't want to do her. No, no, oh, it's, it's not. Doctor Girati. Oh. You used to be <laughs> bored of the ball cube and just wanted to see Girati. <laughs> see Girati. Oh, Gemma. <laughs> Right, that you've crossed the line. <laughs> Outrageous. Um, no, I just, um, yeah, I just felt that all the board cube scenes were really exciting. And, yeah, and but 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 just slightly too short. I wanted more. And not in depth. They didn't go in depth enough into uh, Seven's um, uh, um, pain at mm. being back there and her. Yeah. Um, conflict mm. the whole thing there was you know she mentioned it but then mm. that's as much as you got yeah at, at that point i'm assuming i'm hoping there's going to be more of that later on it wasn't yeah. really a situation where she could launch into the exposition i suppose well no true so hopefully we, we... quieter moments they can uh, they can maybe go back to that and in the story, we did at least get a... She had a motivation for hooking herself mm. into the Borg Queen's um, uh, uh, ten, squiggly, squiggly tentacle, tentacle pipes. Because yeah. um, initially, she didn't want to do it. Uh, and then then um, they, started, they started killing yeah. the, the Borg, um, the ex, ex-bees. Mm-hmm. And that was her motivation when she was like, right, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're going to die anyway. Let's um, let's give them a let's chance fight. to live, yeah. and let's let's fight the, the Romulans. Mm-hmm. I was sad. I mean, yeah, it is. I found it sad to see the, the XBs getting killed. It felt like that the reclamation project was an interesting aspect of that of the artifact, and yeah, it feels like mm. it feels like it perhaps wasn't. I mean, it's not the fault of the writers or anything, but it just feels like it was a thing that was going on at the Borg Cube, and it's sort of been well, dealt no. with now and. I, I mean, it, it was just a shame to see. I felt sorry for the weirdly. I felt sorry for the XBs no, just being murdered, and and it seems like. Mm. I don't think that that's because they were forgotten, and and the writers could. I think that I think you, you felt the, the the sadness you were supposed to feel at that. They've been, they've been working. People have been working so hard to save them, and they're you know coming along, and then they've just been executed. Yeah. And I think that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, and it was it was. Um, Nerissa did shoot 
a lot of the of the ex beast, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it'd be well, okay. she oh, shot she... them all in one room. She, she shot did. That she, room but she shot them. She oh, shot so then. many of them. Her gun broke. Well, she, she was super murderous. <laughs> she was so murderous. She's she more so murdery than Gerati. <laughs> she loves <laughs> murdering. Gerati's only murdered one person. That's true, and she didn't love doing it. She was really sad. She was about really it. sad about it. Yeah. But, yeah. She still did it. <laughs> I'm not forgetting about it. Girati. <laughs> if you're listening to this, <laughs> still cross about that. Was I feeling like Narissa <laughs> is, is, is more up. committed to her murderer? You know, she's she going really for it. Um, yeah, I, think, yeah. I, I think that makes it more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> but yeah, the a lot of this episode, we we I mean, there's a lot of exposition in this episode. Actually, they there's a lot of there's there's a great scene where they sit down at a table and just give a big old summary of what mm. they've learned so far, which which yeah. which could have been a painful scene of exposition, but I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, scene. I thought it was great. Because the yeah. episode built to it, didn't it? With through, mm. throughout the show, we got a bit of everything, and then they kind of sum it up towards the end. And yeah, and I felt I felt this episode was a was probably the best episode for so far for Rios. Um, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of a lot of um, side characters got a really great turn in this episode. Rios was fantastic. Mm. Raffi got some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, we were saying earlier on, weren't yeah. we? How she's um, she she was she was kind of you know she was kind of fun time Raffi in this episode. She was kind <laughs> she of was funny, excited and. and... Finding out, finding out facts, Raffy. Yeah, I'm going to get yeah. this sorted, Raffy. Yeah, yeah and, uh, a vindicated, a vindicated conspiracy theorist going. Ah, <laughs> I was right, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> it was, I was right. No, you. I told you. Yeah. Nobody listened. Yeah. But it was nice to see. I thought she she was really likable in this episode. Mm. Actually, she she was driving the narrative on the ship. Yes. I think by yeah, she was kind of the the character that was linking everything together and going to find out why Rios had shut himself in his room mm-hmm. and was having a like a teenage um, the teenage <laughs> angst meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, it was yeah. Rios, honey, it's Rafi. Thought you might need some company. Piss off. Pissing off. He was actually that... in quite a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> To be fair, <laughs> it was a bigger deal than that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And um, I loved, I love, I yeah, you know, I've I've complained about the 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 um, EMHs um, before, um, and I think they made great use of them in this episode. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I really loved the idea that that a part of him is in each and you just got to piece it all together mm. to find the truth I yeah. like that. and we've got a Scottish I'd, I'd like to re- anyone. <laughs> yeah i'd like to remind everyone about how on an earlier podcast maybe i'll find the clip yeah. in fact play this in okay yeah. but i i did make a joke about how i thought the rios like when he got on the ship he <laughs> He maybe sort of just just activated the default setting for the EMH, which was like copy just a me. just a copy of you, and not you, Gemma. I mean, um, <laughs> of, of whoever bizarre. was the yeah. captain of the mm. ship, and that's that's pretty much what happened, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I, I really patted myself on the back hard when I really, discovered that. Really, really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I even paused it, Gemma, to yeah, tell to you. To explain to me how... exactly why you were right. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I, I believe you did, Will. It's, it's a weird setting, though. It, it is. I guess it's. It's it's I guess it's a complicated setting, isn't it? It'd be mm, I'd just make, say it's a random. It'd make more sense if a default setting was like just a pre-programmed generic. But character. he didn't say it was default, did he? He said for some reason he yeah. chose the uh, copy me setting. Yeah, but if I he yeah. didn't say it was default. <laughs> yeah, but... I know, but that sort of goes over what I said before in the previous thing that I said. Uh... That makes me less right a little bit. <laughs> so. I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I think, um, I thought the holograms were all fun mm. in this episode. I agree. And I thought the, there were points when I actually forgot that they were all played by the same actor. And I actually was thinking of them as different characters. I, I was, I was drawn into wow. it to that extent. And I, I yeah. felt like they were very much separate to, to Rios, they were a very different character yeah, to Rios, yeah. but you know, same actor. My mind was blown. <laughs> Actors could do that, though. That's the power of an actor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, what's with the accents then? Is that do they, is that some sort of ancestry that Rios has, and it's picked it's up that he has? Delineating. They probably hit the kind of. Uh, how, but how am I going to know which is which? But. <laughs> Well, a sign of fun new accent to each character. Yeah. 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 Make, make sure it's not based around the the largely the same part of the globe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the most acceptable accents to do. The ones that are <laughs> the not least racist <laughs> yeah. on the line. Yeah. What happened on the Ibn Majid? One of us knows. Seifu's a pipe and an off you off the fang. So true, Ian. I mean, it's not even a language. Uh, man, can you imagine if there was like a, a like a, an EMH, the chef EMH is like a Japanese chef, and he was like, oh, EJH or something. I, I won't go any further because no, it's the point. It defeats the point of what we're trying to say, but uh, like. <laughs> But like Cato, like Cato in the in the Pink Panther films, just yeah. like a crazy. I feel like I'm drawn right back to one of our dinosaurs is missing, which is <laughs> the film we've mentioned before, which isn't shown so much these days because of the um, like fairly sh- sh- shameful. Uh, yeah, they rape, don't uh, they don't show any Fu Manchu films either. <laughs> they they, no, they don't. No, they do. <laughs> a different time. It is. A less innocent time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Rios's uh, backstory is is pretty it's pretty harrowing, mm. and um, quite coincidentally connected to um, so Soji. Yes. Uh, what what did you guys think of that that connection? Did that did did that feel like a like a contrivance or? I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like if you want to look at it in a positive way, you can say that it's just it's just the universe bringing people together 
who mm. it's just it's just how the universe is unfolding it's just these people have a connection and you know it's it's just it's a meaningful coincidence i would say it's a synchronicity uh, mm. yeah yeah i mean yeah you could you could see it as a contrivance mm. but I, I I guess I haven't I didn't think about it until you just mentioned. Yeah, it. Jeanette, and when I when I was watching it, it didn't bother me because I was no. drawn into the story, and I I really like Rios's um, uh, backstory, and mm-hmm. that 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 was so that seed was sown right from the beginning. We knew that there was a there was a thing that had happened to his to his previous to his captain when he was in Starfleet that had that had messed him up, mm-hmm. and. It did, yeah. It did. It didn't feel like a contrivance whilst I was watching no, it. It's no. only now that I reflect on it when I think, yeah, yeah. maybe it was a little bit. I didn't yeah. mind at the time, but yeah, it is a bit small universe, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But, I don't know. But, the, but the, you know, but I mean, synchronicities happen all the time on mm. on, a, on in you know in, in the real world and. It, it's, it's what it means to you either either it's either it's nothing or it's meaningful and you know the universe is fast but it doesn't mean that it can't operate that way i don't think hmm. yeah i mean i think for the for the quality of the episode and the, their insight into rios background and how it played out I'm, it, I'm, it's not going to bother me it's not something i feel that could... I get bothered about in my head canon am i starting to th- i'm starting to think that because of this, so, so what happens to, to Rios is that his captain gets a mysterious order from Starfleet to to murder two synths who mm-hmm. come on board the ship um, in a sort of a first contact situation, mm-hmm. and that order it turns out has come from Commodore O, mm-hmm. uh, who is who has infiltrated Starfleet to yeah. to the level of head of security. Indeed, but, it wasn't it wasn't simply an order though, was it? She did threaten. That's shit. right. She threatened to just yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a black blackmail. Yeah, kind of wasn't it? Um, but I, in my head, can I'm already thinking right. Well, that that has that has really affected Rios, mm-hmm. and so in um, you know he's going to be maybe slightly preoccupied with synths. I mean, he knew that they were synths, I guess, mm-hmm. or did he not? He didn't. Okay, he didn't okay, until yeah. she showed up. Because my headcanon was going to be, well, he knew that they were synths, and Raffi had the whole thing about the, like, because he kind of knew Raffi, and Raffi uh, had the whole th- her kind of theories about Mars, and maybe that's how, uh, like, he kind of became friends with her because they liked to talk about their crazy theories about what really happened <laughs> on Mars, and then then as soon as he he found out about Picard, wanted to do this this mission and he was like oh but and there's a synth involved well that's really interesting because my captain murdered two synths and i've been really preoccupied with that for the last 13 years so i'll so so you know that kind of contrivance feels more like actually there were decisions made along rios's life that led him to that path and so one one man's contrivance is another man's uh destiny (laughs) or pre pre uh, destined thing to happen, but but at the same time you've you've kind of ruined that by pointing yeah. out that he didn't but it know that was at the time. It it was yeah you're right <laughs> yeah and it's Rios is it's Rios the real Rios not 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 his holograms that is the final mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle in terms of what's been going on and what's really happening mm. and um, 
I got a bit. I have to. I got a bit confused because. Are we? Ha is it a situation where this civilization created a synthetic, created synthetic races, and then they evolved, and then that evolution sort of summoned something else, something external, or was it the synths that killed them? Because they talk about a threshold, don't they? And they talk about the warp drive threreshold with Zephyr Cochrane, and then like he, we, like he went to, he went to warp, and the Vulcans turned up. And they and yeah. it sort of implied that this race created synths and they evolved, and then and something then, turned and up. And then someone else, else showed, showed up, and they they say that specifically, <laughs> yeah, they don't do. they? They make a point of that. Apparently, these people believe there was a threshold of synthetic evolution, a dividing line, like with Zephyr Cochrane and warp drive. When you cross that line, somebody shows up. Somebody really bad. But they also describe Soji as the destroyer. Mm. So I get it is a little bit confused. Is she, are the synths that they've created the destroyer or is this other entity that could show up? Because they yes, did, they so, did, yeah. they did is she she's an entity that's shown up? Is that, that is confusing the... writing, or is that something that they've suggested that they've implanted in there? Because it's know. very um, what's the game? Um, oh, uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the the idea of the idea of there's some sort of race that waits until a civilization gets advanced enough and when it gets too and advanced it annihilates it yeah mm. yeah there's a similar idea in in babylon 5 that, that that's that's mm, what the, the shadows, shadows are doing yeah, and yeah. the volans yeah to some extent yeah 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 there's um, a there's a great yeah. series of books um by alistair reynolds called revelation space it's uh, very yeah. very similar as well that 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 mm. the first book of that begins with archaeologists excavating the remains of a civilization and working out what why they got why they got annihilated and it turns out that yeah it's that it's that thing it, like a civilization gets to a point where it becomes too advanced and then these sort of in this book these like machines this machine race wakes up and sort and just gets rid of them mm. well on the other on the other kind of side of that prophecy there's a really nice um, speech that Picard makes at the end, of the, towards the end of this episode, and I think we haven't had a whole lot of Picard speechifying in this series. Mm. So I really enjoyed this, where he talks about how that was in the past, and that's you know that past is written. And yes, mm -hmm. synths did seem to evolve in in that civilization and cause a problem, but that doesn't mean that that's going to happen again, <clears throat> and that. You know, because because Rios has there's a, there's a point where which I, again I really liked where Rios is saying, well, what if the Romulans are right? Mm. Um, what if they've got a real point about since being a being a threat to the universe? And you know, Picard kind of has a really nice speech about how we can't be kind of led by fear, and we we you know we have the fear is the, the real destroyer. Yeah, yeah. We have um, optimism and hope. The past is written, but the future is left for us to write. And we have powerful tools, Rios. Openness, optimism, and the spirit of curiosity. All they have is secrecy and fear. 
And fear is the great destroyer, Rios. Not. Yeah. No, I really liked that. Yes, and it was it was it was played out earlier, wasn't it, between um, Soji and Girati, mm. where Girati was basically apologising for her actions and saying, "I won't, I won't do it again. I won't do any. I won't do any more murders." You did not know murders. what Soji was going to do. Yeah, and then it turned out that she forgave her. And she hmm. accepted her and she went, you know, let's move yeah. forward kind of thing. Yeah, she chose the path of optimism yeah. rather than, than fear. But yeah, and, and so, yeah, in this episode, um, Dr. Girati wakes up out of her coma and she's definitely not dead. Yes. And we, we kind of established that her motivation, as we discussed last week, was to, to try and get rid of the tracking device mm-hmm. in her body. Uh, she has some good scenes with Picard. I thought mm. Picard, Picard's pretty hard on her, yes. and um, and I think that's fair because she has murdered uh, <laughs> someone. <laughs> so, like, I like that she's getting called on that because yeah. she really did do a murder. She really did. Nice, super bad. Yeah, and I like that. There's there's no ambiguity. They they hmm. they they talk to the EMH, and he's like, yeah, she turned me off, and then she turned all the machines off. And then he died. So yeah. you do the maths. Mm. And Picard's even kind of saying, "Well, you know, she was under a lot of pressure, and and maybe that means she didn't do a murder." And everyone else is like, "No, she did a murder." <laughs> you brought a murderer onto yeah. the ship. Well oh. done. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, it could be argued that Picard murdered some of his own crew in Star Trek: First Contact, who had been Borgified. I mean, he just shot them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, it, it was those. It was good to have a, a scene with those actors again because I think they've been apart for a little, maybe one episode really. But it was good to yeah. have, it was good to have the ensemble back together mostly, <laughs> apart from poor old Elnor. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, I, I liked it. I, I think it kind of resolved that that plot point as well. The whole sort of Girati Maddox murder. It's sort yeah. Of, we can sort of, mm. you know, put a full stop at the end of that sentence. And, mm-hmm. and of course, with Picard back on the ship, that means you get to hear him go, Raffi, Raffi. <laughs> yeah, he did a really good Raffi shout uh, in this episode. <laughs> when, 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 that's right. He was like, Raffi. <laughs> and he, I think like, he did. Hey. And he did another. He did a new one. He did uh, Clancy. He said Clancy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not to not to Raffi because he's yeah <laughs> to, to, to sweary admiral sweary yeah, commander of Starfleet. Sorry, who did also drop yeah. the bomb to carry on her character? Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Rick Everson. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that, but no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That she says that to Picard, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Raffi, Clancy, Raffi, Clancy, Raffi. No, Clancy, Raffi. Admiral Picard, with all due respect, and at long last, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, Do you think she is that character is ever so slightly channeling Avasarala? Oh yeah, definitely. I yeah. don't know who that not, is. Not, not to not to so diminish in, that character in any way because she's fantastic. Well, in in the um, TV show and the books, The mm-hmm. Expanse, there's a there's a character called Avasarala, and she's like a like an old politician, yeah, who is um, a very elegant older lady, yeah, who swears uh, like a doctor. 
Yeah, but she's fabulous, like, fabulous out, fabulous outfits too. Like, oh, yeah. gorgeous outfits, I have to say. And she's got no, she's but, but, yeah. but with her, it, but with her, it works because she's got, oh, she's got such a husky voice. It's so husky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. She's huskier than like, and she's huskier than a dharma in um, <laughs> the new battle. <laughs> he is husky. But she, yeah, she is a she is a great uh, tough older lady, super sweary character yeah. in sci-fi, and it, and it does feel a bit like uh, Clancy is is um, uh, hanging off her coattails. Yeah, but, it's, but it's, in no it's a nice way new that... trope. It's a nice new yeah. It, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. It's a trope that I I don't. I think that's fine. I'm happy to see more. Uh, super sweary older ladies in sci-fi. Absolutely. I don't think I'll get bored of that. No. I think that's fine. <laughs> but that that was a really interesting scene, wasn't it? So there was a Picard puts in a quick uh, subspace call to Starfleet, and and has a has a chat with um, um, with Clancy. Clancy. And Clancy, 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 no, Clancy, Clancy. Shut the fuck up. And she, she's like, yeah, okay, you do have a point this time, Picard. I get what you're saying. Um, and she agrees to send a like a squadron, doesn't she? Like a, a squadron of of ships. Mm-hmm. I gotta admit, I pretty much jizzed my pants when she said that. So I was like, oh my god, is there like a squadron of starships? Because that means there's going to be a space battle? Um, because they were on their way to Starbase 12, uh, Deep Space 12, space 12, weren't they? But they end up not doing that. Um, but I, as, as soon as soon as we found out that there could be a fleet on the way, I did find myself thinking, is that going to be paid off in the finale, maybe? And could Riker be leading that fleet? Yeah, hopefully. Can you imagine? But if he's got, he maybe, say, maybe it'll be. Maybe it won't. Maybe there'll be someone else from from TNG. Maybe it'll be like Worf. Because I've read the, I, I've read in the sort of in the is it a, a comic book series that they've done or a book that accompanies Picard? Worf is captain of the Enterprise E now. Oh, I have okay. just started the tie-in novel that. Bridges the gap, but um, sort of where it's essentially a prequel to the series. Um, I've, I mean, I'm only a few pages in, but I'm reading it for this month's Trek Book Club. Uh, but yes, essentially, as Picard is promoted to Admiral, and this is very much the beginning, so I don't think I'm spoiling massive bits of the book. Um, Worf gets captain of, Ent- of Enterprise, so ah, and that's cool. and that's canon. Um, the books are a lot closer aligned and the authors have access to the writer's room and there's a lot more closer. However, I think there's still the the unwritten rule with the books is they're canon until they're not. Right, okay. Mm. Oh, that'd be so cool though, wouldn't it? I would love that. Man, man, that'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm still hoping, you know, Riker did say he's on active reserve. Yeah, I'd, I would love to. Oh, imagine, imagine if you just... If he's captaining a captaining a, he's the captain of a fleet, <laughs> and he shows up and there's a space battle. Oh my god! Maybe they would. Maybe it would be. Maybe I mean, maybe Starfleet would draft sort of active reserve people for this fleet rather than rather than sending you know the the, mm. the flagship. They would. Well, well, let's send these ships because 
you know, if it goes sour, if it goes south, then, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Mm. And plus, if those ships are crashed and they end up crashing on a planet, we need a captain who can build a lovely pizza oven. (laughs) (laughs) Are they in that, in that small space of time, are they going to have time to call up people who are no longer an active duty? Yes. (laughs) They can if it's Riker. Yes. (laughs) Um, question answered. What about what about what about all the other what about Geordie? What about um uh Crusher? What mm. about although she, she'll be like the head of a like medical ship? They need a medical ship. <clears throat> I think yeah. she might be I th- you know what I think she might be running a dance academy or something. I think yeah. that I think that'd be a nice it'd be a nice kind of Flip, flip and reverse it. Like everyone's expecting her to still be doing doctor stuff, but maybe she's like, "I want to dance. I want to teach people how to dance." And that's my yeah. thing, everybody. Um, and that'd be kind of cool. And that, and you know, it'd be a nice sort of nod to TNG. And yeah, yeah. I do. I do think there is that is still something that's missing slightly because mm. she hasn't been mentioned yeah. in any way. I've, I've yeah. only just suddenly thought of that. <clears throat> and um, yeah. She is. She's notable in her absence, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. But does that mean? And it doesn't uh, detract from the story. But does obviously. that mean that's going to be the super surprise when she shows up in the season finale? <laughs> well, in the I think the second episode where um, Saban um, says to Picard, "Why don't you call up your friends like Riker, Geordie, Worf?" Um, he 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 specifically does not mention Crusher, and I did have a thing about whether that was. So deliberate because they were saving mm. it for the surprise, mm. um, to the point they wouldn't even mention her, and that's how surprising it would be. But I'm not sure if I'm just clutching at, at vain hope there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a bad feeling you might be, but yeah. I, I hope, I, I hope that you're right. If you look yeah. at Voyager's um, timeless, then. Um, it wouldn't. It would it'd be about right for Geordie to be captain of the Challenger at this point. Mm. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of Voyager, uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, but but um, in this episode there is talk of a. Um, so so initially the idea is they're going to go to uh, Deep Space Twelve mm. uh, to rendezvous with this fleet and get some help. But um, after they have, they sit all sit down at the um, dinner table, and uh, Picard has a massive uh, exposition dump all over it mm. and explains everything to everyone. Well, Ash, no, no, it's not Picard, is no, it? No, it's, it's, it's Raffi yeah, and, and um, Rias. Yeah, Rias. Yeah. And so everyone gets up to speed with what's going on, and uh, Soji uh, flips out, does a big thump of the table, mm. knocks over her um, French fries and peppermint ice cream. And she goes and takes over the ship, and and but she she but, very politely yeah, says she, does. Um, she doesn't want to hurt anyone, but she just wants to drive go the home. ship to a house, <laughs> um, and uh, she wants to go to a a uh, a Borg like transwarp, transwarp conduit, yeah. and I did think oh, could that have been the very same conduit that Voyager comes through in Endgame to oh, emerge in the. Trust. Oh, but they do. I mean, I don't know. The the, the star system is known, isn't it? Mm. So it's not. However, the Mm. conduit that Voyager comes through in Endgame is from spitting distance of Earth. Ah, okay. Particularly close to Earth. 
because if they were that close to work, they would have gone straight back there. They wouldn't have bothered going to Deep Space 12, would they? That's a good point. Yeah. Damn you and your logic <laughs> and all the knowledge. But it was cool to, to hear um, Borg Transwarp conduits mentioned again. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about how easy it is to just get in one and use it. Well, but... it, it isn't that easy. <clears throat> it isn't that easy because Rios um, talked about how you haven't prepared the ship yeah, in any way to go true. into a transport conduit. What the hell are you doing? You don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, she only knows how to access it because she has synthetic synth mind. And who can... Yeah. Who can I don't know whether it's knowledge she already had or well, it's it, knowledge she kind of absorbed from the Borg Cube. She seemed cube. to be saying she, since she was on the Borg Cube, she she seemed to absorb a whole bunch of Borg mm. knowledge, didn't just, she? Just, yeah, uploaded all the knowledge she could that was in the air. Yeah. Awesome. Skill. She had the Wi-Fi password. She did. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Ooh. interesting to. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what this homeworld is. I mean. Are they, are they, are they since that survived from that original event two hundred thousand years ago? It, it seems that they are a completely autonomous synthetic like race. Race. Well, yeah. I, I thought that it was that Maddox Maddox has kind of created yeah, them, I or sort of created it. like the seed of them, and, it's and a then hidden, they they a have evolved. World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I t- take it to be, and it, and it isn't that they are like the remnant of this sort of super ancient. Um, oh God, no, no. I, I took it to be this is like history repeating itself. Yeah. This yeah. is what the, the Tashiara. Well, are. not it's not necessarily history repeating itself mm. because it's nobody knows they how they were created beforehand, and yeah. and it's yeah, and it's but this is this is synthetic life true synthetic life and it's the but it, but there does seem the to be a connection between there does seem to be a connection between the the sense in the vision that the Jack Vash have because in that vision she um Nerissa sees data briefly mm. she? she does yeah, yeah. Mm. but very very oh, very yeah. briefly but short flash of data's face oddly mm. okay <laughs> So I'm wondering if we'll find out more about uh, Dr. Sung, how he created mm. um, data and law and those. Because we don't know a lot about that. We just assume that he no. he was a genius, but maybe he found something. I don't know. Maybe he did. Like some remnant mm. of the, of that civilization, of the sense of that civilization. I don't know. I mean, I'm just intrigued by it. I mean, I feel this feels like it's going to be, um, you know, there's more, there's, more, there's more exposition to come, obviously, but... But that that would explain why he was able to create sort of sentient androids when, when no one else yes, was able to. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If he had happened to come across, yeah, some remnant of this ancient mm. uh, Sith, Sith. <laughs> Sith. Hang on. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, we probably just lost fifty uh, percent yeah. of our listenership. Two listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, that would make sense, yeah. And he would be the kind of man who would who would take all the credit and not reveal the fact that he mm. copied it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, should we talk a bit more about the uh, the plot 
line on the Borg cube because mm. um, we we talked briefly about Seven um, hooking herself up to the Borg cube and kind of becoming the new, like a bit like a new a, Borg, a queen, Borg queen, yeah, in a way. Um, that seemed like a pretty massive deal for her character. Mm. To yeah. Do that. And, and maybe something that, that we I felt like I wanted more time on. That, I, really. I do. Because yeah. that felt like a really a big story for her. And we didn't get a whole, we only had a couple of minutes of that, really. Mm. Um, yeah. But interestingly, she had control over it, didn't she? Yeah. And is that. Is that because the Borg cube has been damaged? Is so damaged that she it's not strong enough to to hold her, or is it that she's just too strong? Mm. Is it is it because it's smaller as well? It's like a smaller collective, like its power. Yeah. It's power. Yeah. The the yeah. There's less. It's easier to feel to to disconnect yourself from it. It's yeah. not. It's not one vast collective of trillions of souls. It's mm. a few thousand. She does say that once she can, once she connects to it, she might not, not want, want to to give yeah. give those Borg up. Doesn't Which she? I, I liked, I liked that a lot. I like yeah. that kind of the 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 the. She's still striving, as was stated in the previous episode. She was in, yeah. You still trying to find yeah. your humanity. She's yeah. still not free. Yeah, not just yeah, that she'd be drawn it, to a collective, but she she would be drawn to being queen. Mm. You won't want to be released, and I'm. I might not want to release them. And in Voyager, she in Voyager, she never really, she never really hated having been a Borg. It was more that she wanted her, she wanted her humanity. So, but she yeah. was always sort of, she 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 often talked sort of quite favorably about the Borg and what it was like. Never, it was right, never yeah. really quite. It was never sort of a bad thing. It was just that I think being on Voyager helped her to reclaim her humanity. So, mm-hmm. so, so I don't know. Going back to the collective could be quite seductive, I suppose. Well, it's a, the, the, it would. It's a, it's a purity and a simplicity, isn't it? Mm. And it's is she. She was a child when she was. Um taken in by the Borg, so taken in by the Borg. That sounds very nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Assimilated. Um so yeah, she doesn't she that's her that's that's how she was brought up. And it's going home almost for her. <laughs> but I do think I mean I I think that I I I get the sense that um Elnor and Seven and that cube are gonna show up in the finale. I hope so. Well, no, I hope I hope there's more because I just feel that that I want. I think it's largely because Elnor is so. He seems like he was built up. Yeah. Intro, and he's just been. He hasn't been used really in yeah. any way. He's he's gone onto the cube, and I'll I'll fight and I'll defend you, and then I'll take on the 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 cause of these XBs, and then. He he hasn't actually done anything. Uh, he, pre- he pressed the he pressed uh, the, he pressed the come and help me button. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, 
you know. There's been no... He he is so far the only character that, that hasn't had a journey yet, mm. I yeah. don't think, at all. I mean, Maybe his journey's been... Yeah, I guess so far his journey's been quite quite Picard-centred. Mm. I don't like think he's had a journey at all. Well, he's had a journey from from being. We see saw him as a kid, well, kind of being yes. abandoned by Picard, and he's reunited by Picard. So he Picard, got older and then abandoned again. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's that. <laughs> oh, that 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 leads me tangentially back to something I want to talk about, uh, which we haven't talked about: um, the conversation between Picard and Soji. Ooh. About data. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I really liked that. It was lovely. It was. I thought it was really nice. That made I'm me like... more emotional about data's death than I think any part of Nemesis did. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like. There's some really nice dialogue there where Picard um, talks about data. Um, how data? Because because Seiji says, "Did did data?" love you and Picard mm. says Data's capacity for expressing and processing emotion was limited I suppose we had that in common and I really really liked that mm. that was kind of Picard reflecting on what he was like on the Enterprise and how he he didn't sort of always connect with his crew in the way that he he wanted to and he he sort of wasn't great at expressing his emotions. And yeah. Yeah, so it was lovely. A lovely mm. moment of, of Picard looking back on past Picard. And, yes. And reinforce the idea that he's a he's a different man now than yeah. he than he was yeah. back in those days. Yeah. Whether or not that was something that he or, always knew about himself or whether it was something that he is now reflecting on. Mm. I don't know. And there was there was the the question of how do you think he how would you like uh data to remember you mm. if if you were you know in opposite positions. And he basically described himself as a father. Mm. He would want to be seen yeah. in these ways. You know, what was it? Um yeah, someone yeah. who always Wanted the best for you, always believed in you, but him. Would, but always... would step aside when you when they when understood you... that they needed to do something on their own, yeah. which is very much what a parent has to do, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Hmm. And then Soji said, oh, "He did love you." Oh. Oh. Too emotional. Too emotional <laughs> to even. Talk about, and that was beautiful. She said that, and then it was silence. Yeah, and they just ate their breakfast. Yeah, I yeah, I I, that, I was that something that slightly undermined that scene yeah. for me is that I know I've read that actors really hate um, scenes where they have to do eating on screen because actors do so many takes of the same scene. After like take three, they're absolutely stuffed. <laughs> And I just wondered if that's why they sort of said, wonder if the, the yeah, wonder if the actress who played Soju was like, well, could we just say that she's not sure if she likes eggs? Then I'd have to stuff <laughs> any more of these flipping eggs in my face. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe her dialogue there was even a bit of a comment on that. 
after all those takes, she's not sure if she actually likes that food anymore or she's just been programmed to. <laughs> yeah. She may never eat eggs again after this scene. <laughs> oh, they spent the whole day filming it. How many eggs can eat? Yeah, well, there is. Yeah, she'll get egg bound. That is not a thing. That's what my mum used to say. If you it's eat too many eggs, you'll get egg bound. Not a thing. Which I understand means constipation. Constipation is a thing. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not made up. But I, I never got constipated from eating too many eggs because I never ate too many eggs because of fear of being egg bound. Quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> If anything, I should eat more eggs. If that's the effect they have. <laughs> oh, my IBS. Oh. Well, there it is. It's, you know, let's talk about things that are real. <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason we talk about fantastical things, Will. Yeah, I'll save it for the IBS podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think going back to what, what Rick was saying briefly, I, I do have a feeling that maybe the Borg cube will show up in the final oh, episode. Oh, God, yeah. And, it has and to. The, my, my prediction for how the finale <laughs> is going to go here down we go. is that, the, you know, the, um, that Romulan fleet that we see right Indeed. at the very end, who, sh- who shoot off Yikes. heading towards um, the planet of the synths, they will, the final episode, they'll be like, they'll be bombarding the planet. They're going to destroy the synths. That that um, Starfleet task force that that uh, Clancy promised mm-hmm. will show up, led by Riker, <gasps> and they'll they'll attack the Romulan fleet. But then, oh, the Romulan fleet outnumber the that oh, Starfleet, no. and the Riker, Riker's ship is, is disabled, <gasps> and it looks like Starfleet's going to be destroyed. But then, who should show up? <laughs> Flipping seven of nine in the Borg cube. The ball cutting, ah, <laughs> oh, be incredible, wouldn't it? And and uh, do you know what Seven would say? What would Seven say? Well, she would say, "Surprise, motherfuckers!" Would it be? Would it be in like a Borg choral voice? It would. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, oh, motherfuckers! She'd be like, "Resistance it's is futile, futile. motherfuckers." <laughs> Yes, that's what she would do. I think or you're right, Will. I, 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 I think you're right. Apart from the Starfleet um, squadron bit, I think it will just be the cube that turns up. I, I wish it were. I wish it were the the squadron too. But I think that might yeah. be what they're. How are they going to find them? Because they were they they thought they were going to meet up at Deep Space Twelve. Uh, they're like they can well, follow the the cube the cube, you, the cube would. You thought they were going to meet up here. I'm I'm gonna point out where are those guys? I'm gonna point out that Will has been saying for weeks there'll be a Romulan fleet, and this week he is proven correct. Uh, (gasps) So I kind of feel that yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Will's prediction. He's he's onto something here. I like the bit where Rick said that I was correct (laughs) about something. You even shushed me, not Yeah, because that, I just said, I just thought, <laughs> I have a feeling Rick Everson is going to say I'm correct about something. Everyone must be quiet <laughs> so they can hear him. No one's going to say surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> Gemma, don't, why would you say I'm going to be incorrect about something? I have a suspicion you might be right about that. <laughs> but they might be thinking it. Good, yes. yes. That is a way that I could be right. Yeah. They would say it in their heads. 
if Elnor is chuckling to himself in the background, you know he's thinking it. Definitely. He yeah. would be thinking that. He would. Um, but he would also be thinking about his catchphrase. He would. He just, loves his catchphrase. My friends. <laughs> Choose to live. Choose to live. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I have a feeling. Because we're, we're only, uh, there's only two episodes left now, oh, isn't there? Mm. there I, know, are, yeah. I know. I believe it's nearly over. For That's now. A, oh, a yeah. sad thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we know there's a, there's a second series commissioned, so. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. thanks to a very public invitation, we know that at some point in series two, Picard and his crew will be in dire straits. Looks like it's the end for them. And out of nowhere, Guinan's going to come in going, surprise, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> She's going to take her hat off and throw it like a job. <laughs> and it's going to take out a board cube. <laughs> slice it in half. Oh my Incredible. If Guinan's hat can take a cube out in one shot, you, she could have mentioned that in Best of Both Worlds. <laughs> that would have been helpful. It would have been helpful. But no, she well, she likes to be mysterious, doesn't she? She doesn't want to. Yeah. She doesn't want to hand everyone the answer. She <laughs> likes them to work it out themselves. Plus, in TNG, she wouldn't have been allowed to say "motherfuckers." <laughs> that's what she wants to say. <laughs> oh, oh, um, a question. Uh, I can't remember the captain's name, but has anyone seen any of the debate over who Captain What's His Face is? Oh, Captain oh. Yeah, Captain <clears throat> Randall. I, I've, I've seen some. Uh, the some yeah. I, I read a thing where some people think it's you. I, I, I no. You mm. think it's. Um, uh, I think it's Shatner, Shatner. <laughs> who's going to be playing a different character. But he's definitely going to turn to the camera and do a wink, <laughs> and maybe go, "I'm William Shatner." <laughs> could it be? I mean, could it? Could it be that um, that Kirk wasn't dead and he woke up from underneath all those rocks? <laughs> a bit like, a bit like when, a bit like, you know, when Harold in Neighbours, when Harold Bishop got washed out to sea, and then he, yeah. it came and back. He came back. It came back years later, and he got a new, had a new identity. So maybe Captain Crandall is Kirk with amnesia. Oh, we need to see a flashback of him literally clambering out of that makeshift grave and looking down at it, going, "What a rocky start to my day!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that would be, be brilliant, but I mean, it does. It does feel like they've given that that character, that person, a full name. It, it seems like a lot of information for for for. It seems like yeah. too much. Inf- too much inf- weird reason I keep thinking of Harry Mudd. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. Well, do you know what? Harry Harry Mudd himself may not have survived to this point, but what could have is android duplicates of him. Yeah, oh, Harry yeah. Mudd. Oh, oh, and that could tie into the whole synth. Mm thing. And, yeah. um, it, I mean, they did establish Rupert Crandall both has a name and they even mentioned that he's a ship and they named the ship. Oh, the Lucky Strike. What is it called? Yeah, the Lucky, Lucky Strike. Strike thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. kind of like, they put a bit into that, you know, it's like They did. But is it a it, red herring? It feels like it's too much for it not to be a thing. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Why would they 
give it that much detail if it was that throwaway. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I can't I can't in good conscience pin all my hopes on Riker reappearing because he's because he's one line being on active reserve and ignore the amount of attention they put on to Rupert Crandall. Mm. And that kind of kind of knew exactly where that world was as well. He did. Yeah. Based on not yeah. a lot of information. Yeah. Mm. But if there's he's... something mysterious about that, yeah. What if he's um, another beautiful flower? Because there's ah. yeah, there's a male, isn't there? Ooh. That's true. Oh yeah. 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 Uh. I hadn't thought of that. Uh. Oh, it's not as exciting as it being William Shatner. <laughs> But it's slightly more realistic. Ever so slightly. Well, you don't know what beautiful flower looks like. Oh, I hope be he looks Shatner. like William Shatner. Yeah. Um, can I just highlight some really nice deep cut references that we saw in this episode? Please do, Rick. They established the tracking pill that um, Gerati had swallowed was Viridium. Yeah. Which is the same as the type of patch that Spock slipped onto Kirk in Undiscovered Country. Wow. So they could track him on your Repente. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. In that case, he could just put it on his jacket. But yeah, he says Spock slipped a uh, Viridian patch on me. It's like, oh, I like that. That's a deep cut one. <laughs> um, yeah. There was also mention of um, Picard's old friend Marta from Tapestry. It's the old, um, the old classmate he graduated with, and then in, when Q sent him back to change the past, um, he slept with. Um... Yes. Ah, right. Ah, yes. So that's Rios's ah. captain's mentor. Uh, ah, right. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really did nice. I, I did not pick up on that. And that's awesome. Yeah. And then in um, in a, this this is really really deep cut. Um, Picard mentions standing um, an, a night watch on the bridge of the Reliant as an ensign. Yeah. Now, Picard was established as having served on the Reliant in a scene that was actually cut from the measure of a man. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So, so we didn't actually, so until this point, we didn't actually, he wasn't ever officially uh, scripted, filmed, been. cut back in 1988, wow. and has only now been made canon. <laughs> so I really wow. like that. Yeah. That's a that's maybe the deepest cut that we've ever had. <laughs> on Picard. This is some this is some good nerd uh, knowledge that you bring into the table, Rick. Yeah. This is good. Well, I've, I've noticed all three, so I'm going to have to mention those. Those are awesome. <laughs> uh, does anyone have anything they would they were holding back that they want to bring out about this episode? No. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, cool. I want to throw one more thing out there. It's not about this episode specifically, but while we were recording, um, I did spot on, on our Twitter account that um, regular listener Mike, who's at Jarek on Twitter, um, mentioned a, a, um, an error on our website. Oh. Yeah. Um, the, our, our previous episode, the, um, the little player on the page was not, on, was not functioning. So thanks to Mike, I've been aware of that. I've gone and fixed it as we talked. So thank you, Mike. Oh my goodness! Thanks, Mike, and great work, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Well done, everybody. Uh, um, 
But yeah, shall we say goodbye? Goodbye, sure. gentle listener. Yeah. <clears throat> goodbye. Thank, thank you very much for listening. Thank yeah, you. goodbye and uh, stay safe as well. Yeah. Oh, yes. Don't yeah. go licking any strangers. No, no, don't. Don't. And wash your hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wash them until they are raw. But that would also moisturise. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, because if I bump into sexy naughty Romulan lady, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, well, that filthy Nate. <laughs> until until next time. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trekfanrick and rick palmer's twitter is at mr imhotep hi thank you again for listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed it if you did you might consider supporting us we have now have a patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play or we're on various third-party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Raffy Clancy. Raffy Clancy. Raffy. No, Clancy. Raffy. Admiral Picard, with all due respect, and at long last, shut the fuck up.